Welcome to the sixth edition of Summer School, our series previewing the SU football season. I'm Matt Bonaparte. Today, I'm talking with Stan Cotton, the play-by-play broadcaster of SU's sixth opponent, Wake Forest. Stan, thank you so much for being with me today. You bet, Matt. Hope your uh, your summer's going well. It's great. How's yours going? Well, not bad. You know, it's it's down where we are, and I'm sure it is in Syracuse at times too. But uh, it's it's hot and humid in in North Carolina, and uh, you know, it, you you get used to it down here. But uh, it certainly is that right now. Yes, I understand. Um, this is going to be the eighth season in which Dave Clawson is in charge down in Winston-Salem. All we've seen during his tenure is solid, positive progression. When he took over, the Demon Deacons weren't exactly the team to beat, but in each of the last five seasons, Clawson's team has seen a bowl game. What would you say makes him such an effective head coach? Well, he first of all, I guess is mad. He, his intellect really just, to me, jumps off the page. This is a smart guy. You might beat Wake um, because you've got better people or whatnot or get a better break, but you're not going to outcoach Dave Clawson. You're just not going to. And his staff, they they really uh, prepare as well, I think, as, as anybody. Um, and, and I think one thing that they've done a really good job of at Wake is that they've recruited well. And I think, you have, you know, you got to have good players to do good things, which they've done. But but at Wake, they they really develop the talent that they that they do get. Uh, they, they've been able to find that really perfect combination of, of one, a kid who can play at this level in the ACC, but two, a, a player that can um, thrive at, at Wake Forest academically. And that, that's, a, that's a tough get, quite honestly, to, to find the kid who can get in school and can maintain his academic uh, uh uh, whatever you want to call it at a place like wake and, and just get better and better. So he, he's been able to, to more times than not find those people who can play and, and, and do the classwork and, and then off you go. Right. I mean, uh, wake's got great facilities now, uh, as good as anybody in this league, I think from top to bottom, um, when you consider everything and, and, so right now really for wake there, there isn't an excuse and, 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 and coach Clawson won't accept that. So, I just think he's the perfect guy uh, at the perfect time to do what you have to do at Wake to be successful in this league. And we saw Sam Hartman be incredibly effective throwing the ball last season. He absolutely tore up UNC 430 yards, four touchdowns, and through seven games completed 63% of passes without throwing a single interception. He did fall apart in the Deeks' last two games, but there was certainly promise shown. Do you expect him to be more effective and more consistent throughout the entirety of next year? I do. Sam's just, he's, he's a quality individual, number one. Great teammate, uh, Deacons love him. He's he's a great guy to have in the locker room. But he's a really good football player too. Uh, he understands what what is asked of him. You, you mentioned that streak of, of not throwing an interception. He he understands what Dave Clawson wants him to do and doesn't try to do more than that. I think a lot of times uh, when you make mistakes at the quarterback position, you're trying to do too much, and and that happens very little with Sam Hartman. Not you know, no, no one's perfect, but, but he, he just, he gets it. And he played so quickly, you know, started young has a lot of snaps. Uh, and so I just think, you know, now he's been around long enough to, to really, uh, take advantage of his experience 
and just kind of take off, hopefully, with, with this team. I look for him to have a really good year. Um, and he's he's also the kind of guy I think you want at quarterback in that he, he forgets the last play. I mean, he doesn't sit around and mope. If he does throw an interception or, or make a bad call, whatever, he just moves on. Uh, and that's the kind of guy you want to have at quarterback. And as for his targets, the Deacons have sort of made a habit out of getting the most production from slot receivers, like Jakari Roberson, who was great last season, catching 62 passes for nearly 1,000 yards. But there are some other names in there, too, such as Taylor Morin, who is rock solid, and former four-star recruit Donovan Green, who seems due for a breakout year. My question to you is, who will make the biggest jump within this receiving core this upcoming season? That's a great question. Uh, you know, Roberson's on a lot of people's screens already. You mentioned Taylor Moore, and I think he's a guy that, that is always going to you know fly under the radar. He's not a big guy. He's about 5'10", 170, 175 pounds. Um, but he's got deceptive speed. He's got really good hands. He's another kind of cerebral player. He, he knows what's expected of him and, and, and how to get it done. So maybe a guy like Moran, uh uh, could be that guy. I think, you know, you mentioned Donovan Green. A lot is expected of, of him. Um, and I think maybe Green and Roberson together, I don't think, I, I know, they're, that, that's got to be one of the better receiving tandems, not just in, in, in our league, but, but in the country. Those two together are getting some national notoriety with at least their potential, which means you have to, you know, you have to do it. But, but I think uh, certainly Roberson's a quality player, Green's a quality player, and those two together, those two together are going to be really, really good. Um, but yeah, maybe Taylor Moore is a guy that, you know, maybe is ready to take a, a, a huge jump and, and maybe uh, won't be necessarily under the radar this year because he's he's done a lot prior to this, but, but now people maybe expect him to, to do it. So I want to talk running game as well. Wake Forest featured a two-back run game last season with Christian Beal-Smith and Kenneth Walker III. This past offseason, Walker decides to transfer to Michigan State. Do you think that means Beal-Smith will end up receiving around 200 carries, or will the Deeks just feature the pass a lot more often? Oh, I don't know. I think uh, Wake's got some younger backs that'll get some looks. I I, I don't know that that in in Dave Clawson's offense you're – ever really going to have a feature back. I, I don't think Christian Beal Smith is going to carry the ball, you know, 25 games or 25 times a game. Um, so I, I think, you know, a lot of younger guys will have an opportunity um, to to carry the ball in, in, in the fall. But uh, certainly I think Christian Beal Smith's at, at the top of that list. And uh, without question with, you know, some of the players we've already talked about, uh, we haven't talked about tight end, but, but Wake's stacked there, too. They've got a lot of guys with, with a lot of football under their belts at that position. So I, I can't imagine that, that, that Wake Forest not going to be throwing the ball around a lot. Uh, when you have an experienced quarterback, experienced pass catchers, you, you're, you know, why not, right? You're, you're going to get that. So I think you always want to try to be as, as balanced a, as you can. And when you have a guy like Christian Bill Smith, who, who has been effective on the ground and you expect to be uh, successful again, uh, I think you can uh, at least forecast a, a balance of, of, of run and pass. So I, I don't think Wake's going to be pass heavy. Um, but, uh, again, with, with Dave Clawson and Warren Ruggiero, the offensive coordinator again this year, you know, pulling the trigger, um, they'll they'll kind of, you know, whatever you want to give Wake, they'll take. And, and if that's the pass, it's the pass. If it's, if it's the run, it's the run. You'll see the run pass option again. 
uh, this season. That's 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 not a surprise. And you know, w- with so many decisions being made post snap, you don't know if the ball is going to be in the air or on the ground. So a lot of that's up to whatever Sam Hartman reads and ends up getting the Deeks into. And on the other side of the ball, the Deeks obviously lost Boogie Basham to the NFL, so the edge is a little bit of a question mark. Do you expect a guy like Ja'Cory Johns to maybe step up and, of course, not necessarily fill the shoes of Basham, but at least be solid? Yeah, you're. I mean, Boogie was just a special player. I mean, you're, you're not going to replace him with, with one player. Uh, but thankfully, uh, for Wake at least, they've been able to build some depth uh, along that decent front over the last two or three years. So there may be some guys uh, that we're, we're not even talking about, not thinking about, that have a chance to really shine in, in, in the fall. But certainly a guy uh, like Ja'Cory Johns, uh, you know, could, could be that guy. Rondell Bothroyd's going to get some snaps. Um, so we'll see on the edge who, who steps up. Uh, but it probably will be, you know, done by committee unless somebody's steps up and uh you know just because of of his play uh, the coaches can't take him off the field so that that's part uh really of 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 the defense that i'm i'm anxious to see you know with with boogie basham gone who's it going to be you know which player is going to you know take the baton maybe and and uh make the most of, of his opportunity so but again some depth there, some depth on the inside as well along that front, and uh, anxious to see how, how it all shakes out. And you mentioned, like, who that could possibly be. Do you expect a guy like Miles Fox, Suleiman Kamara, or Tyler Williams to be in that conversation in terms of the interior of the line and the linebacking core? Absolutely, all of them. I mean, Miles Fox is is, is back, Tyler Williams, uh, uh, Suleiman Kamara, a lot of different names we could throw out there. Um, but you know, Fox, uh, getting a lot of attention the last uh, couple of years, really coming on a grad student announced, you know, that, that he's coming back. So, uh, I think if I'm not mistaken, uh, year seven for him playing college football, (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty wild. You don't have, you don't have many seven year guys, you know, (laughs) some, some six, some six and and certainly five, but, but seven's kind of off the charts, but, uh. Uh, without question, anxious to, to see Miles Fox and uh, the kind of year he's going to have given one more year. And now the secondary holds a lot more promise than this front seven, I think. The big story last year was, of course, safety Nick Anderson. He joined the team as a walk-on, starred against Virginia Tech with three picks and 11 tackles. He was carried off the field. It was essentially Rudy reenacted. He finished the season honored as a third-team ACC player, but he's not alone in this secondary. Jasir Taylor and Kalen Carson showed promise at cornerback, and Nasir Greer looked to be on the right path before suffering an ACL tear that ended his season. What kind of production do you expect from this group in 2021 i think it's going to be a good group uh, you know uh, you know anderson's on scholarship now uh, uh, and talked about his storybook year and so i think he's you know he, he's a guy that Wake can can uh, count on um you know greer and and uh, taylor you mentioned carson wake's got some <clears throat> pardon me some other younger guys at, at corner that are going to need to need to step up and you know that'll depend on uh, you know the opportunities they get out of fall camp initially, and then how they play once they get on the field. But, but the and it's kind of a kind of a broken record, uh, and record maybe a bad analogy this day and age. Or <laughs> young people don't know what records are. <laughs> but but um, it's 
you know, Wake's got a lot of bodies now. Uh, and, and that goes back to what we talked about right at the very start about the, the, the great job that uh, Dave Clawson and his staff have done at Wake over the last several years. Their recruiting gets better and better. But everybody claims that their recruiting gets better every year. But I can promise you that's the case at, at Wake Forest. They have much better depth now than they did two years ago, three years ago, certainly four and five years ago uh, under Dave Clawson. A lot of that is in the secondary where they just get a little, they've got a lot of bodies that you can point to and say, yep, he can play. Yep, that guy can play. And wow, this guy just look at the play he just made. So I'm anxious to see. Uh, how it shakes out and where they all line up. I think Wake's got a lot of players in the, in the secondary that can play multiple positions. They can play corner. They can play safety. Uh, they can maybe play, uh, you know, uh, an outside linebacker type of a spot, a rover type of a spot. You know, a guy like Luke Masterson in the past has played in the secondary, played uh, at at, uh, at linebacker. So, uh, you know, he's coming back. So, uh that that's a that that secondary is another position group that uh, I'm 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 guardedly optimistic about, um, but it's going to take some young players too to, to add some depth and really make it a solid unit. Here's my last one for you, Stan. What's one thing that needs to click for Wake Forest to have a chance at succeeding this season? Well, they just have to be better defensively as a unit. They they've had good and you know boogie basham's a perfect perfect guy to bring up in this conversation I mean, he's a guy that is as good as as there was maybe in the country you know from from you know at, at different times but collectively wake's got to be better defensively they, they just do they, they score a lot of points but uh the Deeks gave up a lot of points you know they were giving up over 30 points a game uh last last year now they were scoring almost 40 and that and that's a good thing but um, they, they just, to, to have a special season, and I think they can have it, uh, but they've just got to produce more defensively. They've got to be better on third down. They've got to get off the field and, and put the ball back into the hands of the offense. So I'm, I'm anxious to see if they can make some strides uh, uh, you know, defensively and turn the ball over a little bit more and just get off the, get off the field. I think that, that's crucial for Wake in, in 2021. Stan, thank you so much for taking the time with me today. If you want to follow Stan, head over to Twitter at StanCottonWF. For more of our coverage, go to OrangeFizz.net or at OrangeFizz on Twitter. I'm Matt Bonaparte. See you next time.